Two sisters lived on separate sides of the states. One in NYC and the other LA. They both moved to Chicago and decided to stay. Now here's their playful podcast packed with Kid Lit Parlay. Children's books. Are they really that great? Talking children's books is with Kate and Hughes Eight. Children's books. Why, what, and how? You know what our job is? To talk. Yeah, you know what that talking engenders? Females. Hope! Hope! <laughs> I'm talking about hope, dang it, the school you went to. Hope. Don't, don't say okay, that. Okay, anyway. Don't say that. But actual hope, not that. No, hope! We are, we are giving the people with these amusing podcasts a little bit of a glimmer of light in the darkness that is all of our lives right now. Hope! Okay. Yeah. What are we giving them hope about? Uh, that there children's are, books. That there are children's books out there. Yes, and they are remembered. And they might be good or not. It, precisely. And we will tell them if they are good or not. Hopefully. Yes. <laughs> I can't. I can't follow that up. That's okay. as good as it gets. All, All right. right. That's pretty good. Uh, who are you, by the way? I am Kate. And I'm Betsy. And uh, this is Fuse Eight and Kate. And we pretty much already explained the whole point of the show. Yep. Threw off my entire, my entire like line in which I speak of things. So now I'm just out to see. Yep. But actually, uh, I'm talking about hope, and then I have to like undercut that with sad news. Um. <laughs> so that's how I work. Okay. I'm like raise him up, cut him down. <laughs> uh. So we had a sad death recently, not COVID nineteen related. Uh. Simply very very old related. Tommy DePaulo, who did Streganona, uh, recently passed away. Nicer guy you couldn't hope to meet. Just a sweetheart. Everybody, absolutely everybody adored this guy. And uh, and I was thinking about old old Tommy DePaulo, and I was thinking like, oh, and what were the classic books of Tommy DePaulo? Well, there was, there was Streganona. Mm-hmm. And then there was one other book he did that was super duper, I'd say, within the library community anyway, and well-remembered, famous. And I thought to myself... Well, I should do that book with Kate in honor of Tommy DePaulo. But what's the, what's the problem with that, Kate? Oh, everything's closed. Yeah, <laughs> including my library, right? which I could technically break into, but I don't really want to because I'd rather sequester in my home. So what, this is, this is a banner day. This is a banner day. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not counting our um, brouhaha with the millions of cats book. Uh, where you had to read a weird on amalgamated YouTube. version on YouTube, yeah. and that doesn't really pan out. But but you know what I did? I abused my power, and I bought a book from my library, an ebook which we are looking at today. So now with my cell phone in hand, I'm going boo 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 boo. Oliver Button is a sissy. Bye. Tommy DePaulo. From 1979. A sweet, sweet year. Sissy, huh? I know, right? That term, not so popular today with yeah. the kids, because kids don't really know. I, I, They hear that term more in old-timey books than anything else. Yeah. Well, here, let me, let me couch this. This may be, aside from Heather Has Two Mommies, one of the original GLBTQ plus picture books for kids that has ever been created in America. 
Interesting. It has a, it has a pedigree, this one. So go take my cell phone <laughs> into wherever you take it. And six feet away from six you. Six feet away, more than six feet away from me, and uh, read that book. Okay. All right. You just swipe. Just swipe it with your finger. Okay. While Kate does her read, I'm going to give you a little personal story about Tommy DePaulo. I met him a couple times. Um, nice fellow, like I say. Not much I can say beyond that. Had a good sense of humor, which is a nice thing to say about anybody, and was particularly true for him. Now, I was working on a book with two other uh, authors called Wild Things, Acts of Mischief in Children's Literature, which was about the true stories behind children's books, and... I had assigned myself the uh, GLBTQ chapter, um, which at that time, when I was writing the book, there were no books on this topic. Children's authors and illustrators who uh, were in the, you know, the, the gay community, not a big hot topic of books at the time. And so I had to do a lot of original research. And I wanted to include you know, the big named authors that we all know and love and say, hey, and, and they were gay. And Tommy DePaulo is certainly amongst them. Now, the only problem with that is you don't want to out someone in a book that's super rude, to say the least. So I checked with every single person who was living, uh, whether, whether or not I could include them in the book. And I checked with Tommy and I wasn't sure. I mean, come on, the guy was from a different generation. He might not have wanted that information out there. I know he did Oliver Button as a sissy, but, you know, uh, wanting to dance and then, you know, coming right out and saying you're gay, those are two kind of different things. And thankfully, uh, he was totally cool with it, said I could use it, was super nice about it. So here's to you, Tommy DePaulo. You were a swell fella. Hi, Betsy. But I'm cute. <laughs> Hello. Hello. How are you? Well, you gave me clowns, you gave me early 1900s songs. I mean, I'm all over I the place. I gave you clowns? Yeah. There's a clown in this? Yeah. I haven't read this in a really long time. Yeah, there's a clown. Really? Yeah. Well, patting, you know what that is? Must be patting myself on my back. Congratulations. I didn't even know there was a clown in this. I find clowns everywhere, but Yeah, you do. Yeah. And they are apparently just all throughout They, they find books. me. Yeah. Yeah, they do. They <laughs> seek you out. Under my bed. <laughs> in the closet. Everywhere. Yeah, so this is interesting. Limited color palette. I'm just going to come right out and say that. Yeah. A lot of brown, a lot of blue. Yeah, and white. And a little... Is that green? Maybe yeah. a little bit of green. Yeah, I like go. I like that his shorts always match the texture of the grass. <laughs> it's. I mean, that's the first thing you see on the, the very first page where it says, Oliver Button was called a sissy. They just dump right Grass. into that one. Yeah. yeah. They're like, like, you know, it's in the title and we're just going to say it. First yeah. How often is the first sentence also the title of a book? Hmm. Do you know? I... No, I don't. Oh. So just 40% of the time. This oh, is the actual, okay. actual fact. Wow. True fact. True fact. Yeah. Um, so I'm totally getting uh, Williams Doll vibes. Yeah. Except instead of tennis, I'm getting baseball and football. You know, if I had been a better researcher, I would have told you the year that Williams Doll came out, as opposed to this. This, this came out after Williams Doll, though, I believe it's safe to say. This is 79. Williams Doll was earlier in the 70s, I believe, so. Yeah, same vibes. Same vibes, yep. Um, so, and just so you know, clown number one, because <laughs> there's more than one clown. Oh, there's more than one clown. Yeah. This gets better and better. The first one is his drawing of a clown. There you go. Uh, juggling 
staring at you with those killer eyes. Ladies and gentlemen, please come to our Instagram page where I can show you this very sweet clown that is not what Kate is describing here. A tall. It's going to murder you it's in your not, sleep. It's, it's a delightful, charming clown. Uh, fuse number eight. Kate is our handle. That's true. Where you can That's see true. the killer clown. It's not. So what? then the father. So like the kid likes to dress up. He likes to play with paper dolls. He likes to read books and draw. Yep. Um, Artistic kid. Yeah. Definitely not the athletic type. More huh. the artsy type. Right. And his father is like he says with the mustache. Yeah. This is 1979. And also, what are those things that bartenders have? Oh, those are the um the the arm garters. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got one of those. Maybe for he's some... a bartender. Maybe that's his job. Well, he says to his child, "Don't be such a sissy. Go out and play baseball or football or basketball, any kind of ball." <laughs> So, so right there. You know what I bet what? is that this father, he's going to go downstairs, turn on the TV, watch his favorite TV show, and guess what? It's a bunch of people playing make-believe and being actors. So what? That's okay, but your son can't... Be- it's just, it's very... Oh, no. Yeah, no, no, no. Also, I was kind of hoping that he would say to him, get yourself some arm garters, like a man. <laughs> Keeps your sleeves up. Only one. Well, he has one arm garter. Yeah. Oh yeah, you're right. I don't well, know. That's his working hand. Anyway, so <laughs> apparently, and so like the kid gets teased at school. Mm-hmm. He gets teased by his parents. I mean, this yeah. this is it sucks. That totally sucks. This sucks. Yeah, your life sucks. <laughs> Sorry, Oliver. So the kid says, "I get my exercise by jumping rope, and I also love to dance." So his parents put him in dance classes, and then it says, "Quote." Especially for the exercise, Papa said. He's justifying it. So the dad's justifying exercise through tap dancing lessons? I think he wanted to know as little about it as possible, and the mom probably signed the kid up. Mom's like, yeah, I know he's taking dance. It was a lot of movement. A lot of movement. And then, Don't tell him it's tap. Don't tell him it's tap. So he's practicing and practicing. And then he gets bullied by these kids at school who are taking his shoes and, like, tossing them over his head. And then the girls come in and grab the shoes and, like, give them to Oliver. And the boys are like, hmm, gotta have help from the girls. Okay, you see the little uh, bully in the front? You know who he reminds me of? Who's that? The little bully from A Christmas Story. What, the kid with the yellow eyes? No, the little guy. Oh, the little guy. Yeah, the little guy's worse. Yeah. You always got to watch out for the little guy. Yeah, that's yeah. who he reminds me of. He looks like the kid with the yellow eyes, the sidekick. Yeah, I yeah. feel like I we should do like a side by side comparison <laughs> on Instagram of All right, like, we'll do it. We'll this do bully it. and then the Christmas story bully. <laughs> Separated at birth. <laughs> anyway, that was the first thing I thought of when I saw him. Sure, I, I'm going with it. So then at the school, graffitied on the wall. Yeah. Yeah, that's just mean. I mean, I, it was all mean before, but this seems to be like another level. Yeah, they graffitied yeah. on the wall. Oliver Button is a sissy, mm-hmm. and then they like make fun of him, and but he doesn't care. He's yeah. he's like, I'm gonna do my thing. I'm proud of it, and he practices and practices tap dancing. Yep. His tap dance teacher says that there's going to be a talent show, and that in a month, and that you should participate. So he's super excited, his teacher's excited, his parents are excited, his mom makes him a costume, 
which is super cute. It was super cute. And then the Friday before the big talent show, there's clown number two. Where? It's those read posters, you know, that your school would have. Well, I'll be darned. That is like a clown. <laughs> clown number two, Betsy. Yeah. By the way, that teacher is so realistic looking to me. Yeah. He has got to be someone real. Yeah. He's... Tommy, you can always tell what an illustrator does this and bases an illustration off a real person. That's somebody. I would love to know who it was, but now we will never know. Well, he says that there's going to be this big talent show and one of your classmates is going to be in it. I hope you all go and cheer for Oliver Button. And then these boys whisper, sissy, which I'm like, teacher. Yeah. Step up. Yeah. Say something. Like you also need- not helping him by informing them of his talent show thing. Like I can just imagine Oliver being like, "Oh, just don't say anything." Like, yeah. yeah. Just keep it quiet. So then, there's these different acts at the talent show, right? <laughs> this is where I assumed you saw the second clown. No, no, no. There's no clown no here. No clown here. All but right. there is a song from 1909 here. What song would that be? Well, first of all, there's a magician. There's a baton twirling girl. There's my favorite act, Bill Novak and his speedy accordion. <laughs> speedy? Does he do, like, Flight of the Bumblebee? <laughs> I don't know. He, I don't know how his accordion could be speedy. I don't know. I love it, though. But then it's, it's Lulu Baines, Romance in Song. And it says here, there was a magician, an accordion player, a baton twirler, and a lady who sang about Moon, June, and Kissing. Do you right. know what she could have possibly been singing? Moon River. No. Oh. But you're close. Swanee River? No. Oh. I'm running out of rivers. <laughs> By the light of a silvery moon. You know that song? Nope. Keep going. Really? Keep going. Keep going. I, I just know that part. Ah! <laughs> no, I don't I mean, know it. Yeah. I mean, I know I have the lyrics here, but that's the only part that I know. But it's ah. in the lyrics because I'm like, I'm sure this is a real song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a real and, that's and a reference I, point And I there. think this is the song that they're talking about. Ah, it's a very good... I mean, what other songs are, are, are out there that have June, Moon, and Kissing in the lyrics? Probably no more than 50. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's what I think it is. I think it's a good guess. People can debate me sure. if they want. Yes. And they'll be wrong. So then <laughs> Oliver comes and he tap dances his little heart out, which is Go it, Oliver go. It's so cute. You tap it up. He's dum did dum did dum 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 did dum And then they announce the winner. First place goes to drumroll please. Not the lead character. Oh, yeah. but his name was in the title. I know. He's goes... been having such a rough time. I know. By the definition of picture books, he should win. And yet it's the baton twirler. That's just make. That's just the salt in the wound because that's just extra lame. Like yeah. you could give it to the accordion kid, and you'd be like, and his speedy accordion. It was so speedy. It was so speedy. And, and instead, it's like anyone can throw a freaking baton. And they don't... just did it because she had cool boots. Maybe. They are cool booths. <laughs> so then he tries not to cry, which oh, is... Good uh, man, Charlie Brown. feel for him, yeah, you know? Yeah, feel so bad for him. But them. his dad says, never mind, we are taking our great dancer out for great pizza. I'm so... <gasps> Mom is so proud of you. <laughs> and, and his dad is proud. No, his dad is 
<laughs> it's just very sweet that the dad finally got on board. I'm like, about time, dad. Yeah. Like, I'm glad that you finally... Join the Oliver train. Yeah, I'm glad you finally support your son and what he loves to do and what makes him happy. And it doesn't involve a ball. Good thing he's actually good at it. Maybe yeah. he sucked at tap dancing. His life well, he, he wasn't like, that good because he didn't win. But... Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon? Too soon? Too soon. Oh, Too sorry. Soon. Yeah. So then... <laughs> The kid doesn't want to go to school the next day. Justifiable. Is it? Yeah. I don't get it. He's okay going to school with his classmates bullying him every day, but he's not okay to go in front of them after he loses a talent show? Yeah, because now they've got ammo that actually could hurt him. His whole, like, uh, the whole way he was able to deal with the bullying before was, like, to throw himself into his art. Now he has failed at his art, and they're going to rub that in his freaking face. Like, you're not even a good tech dancer. You didn't even win. So now he doesn't have his shield. Mm. Makes perfect sense to me. Ugh, kills me. I know. So he goes to school even though he doesn't want to. And he's the last one to go into school. And then this is what I don't understand. (laughs) He notices the school wall. Which apparently the school is just leaving that up. Right? Right? I mean, look, that's been up, we know, more than 24 hours. Quite possibly for a week. Because he saw that, and then the talent show didn't happen immediately after that. So that, that's been up for a while. Well, and apparently school's just like, eh, kids will be kids. We'll paint that over when the new school year comes. Yeah, it's, like, it, they change it from Oliver Bunn is a sissy to they scratch out sissy and they write star with an exclamation point. Right. But I'm thinking, you had an entire, at least a weekend. Because we saw it on Friday. Yeah. And now it's Monday. Yeah. You could have washed that off. Oh, easily. Or painted it over. Or something. Or something. You probably saw the bullies write it. Yeah. You could have made them stay for detention and clean it up. Look, if you've got kids, and those are not small letters, if you've got kids writing on your freaking wall in gigantic letters, let alone the fact they're bullying another student, let's just say you you don't care about that sort of thing, they've written on your wall, you're a school. I mean, if we panned over to the right, would we see just like a load of other graffiti as well <laughs> that they haven't been painting over all year? Is it like, tennis smells? Like, stuff like that. I feel like it'd be like graffiti from like 1920. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, Ulysses made fun of me. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Benigan. I yeah. just saw it and I was like, that's really disappointing. But Also, I, I'm not convinced the bullies wrote the star part. I think that's the girls who saved him with the tap shoes. Maybe. Honestly, they are the kind of people who would do that. Yeah. Yeah. But then that's it. That's how it ends. Is that's him ends, seeing yep. the graffiti on the wall. I like the back of the book is his dad actually. Yeah, the back of the, the his back worth. of the book is the picture of him, his parents, and his teacher all yep. surrounding him after the talent show, which is very sweet. Fun fact: Whenever Tommy DePaulo draws a mom, she's gorgeous. I'm just gonna say it happens every time. They've always got very beautiful faces. I think the tap dancing teacher has a more beautiful face than the mom. All right, maybe, but. I don't know. The mom, I don't know. You're just saying that because the mom's got 70s hair. If she had a little, like, if she took that perm down, just a little, like, half a notch. She also has really creepy long fingers. (laughs) Like. (laughs) They all have creepy long fingers. Look at the dad. The dad, that's why he wants his son to play sports, because the dad's got a hand that could, like, devour a basketball. I don't know. I feel like the mom has just inappropriate (laughs) long fingers. It's a miracle that child doesn't have fingers that are longer than his head. Alright, so as I mentioned uh, briefly, I think, earlier, uh, this is based on Tommy DePaul's life. Uh, this is basically 
autobiographical. I don't know why uh, he didn't just call it Thomas uh, Button or Thomas DePaulo is a sissy because I think his real name was Thomas. Huh. Um, but no, he didn't. Uh, and he, you know, he, as they say, um, he didn't at the time even know what gay meant. He just had this aching sense of difference. And uh, this is a direct quote from him. I could spend hours drawing, and nobody ever asked me to play on their ball teams because I was so bad at it. But, like Oliver, I was a great tap dancer. Hmm. So this is a pretty... I, don't, I suspect the whole bullies coming round at the end part probably didn't so much with the happen. Right. But, you know, hey, when you write picture books, you can rewrite your own dang life. Nobody's going to say boo to you. So uh, the Gay Men's Chorus of Washington, D.C., uh, once performed this book uh, in song, and uh, I can link to that in the show notes. It's okay. quite the thing. Okay. If you're into the gay men's chorus of Washington, D.C., this was a while ago. This was like a decade ago, at least. Um, but hey, it's it's something to see. Um, and yeah, as I say, it, it's 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 definitely along the lines of uh, William Stahl. Yeah. Yeah. Where... Boys can do other things than play sports. Though in Williams Doll, William kills it with the basketball. That was sort of one of their points was like, oh yeah, he's great at sports. He just doesn't care. True. So And he this, did it in loafers. And he does it in penny loafers. Yeah. You could put a penny in there and it wouldn't even move. <laughs> Fantastic. Ratings time. Okay. Um I like the story. Yep. I don't like the clowns. The, I don't like the clowns. Don't like the clowns. I don't like the fact that the graffiti wasn't washed off. Sunk by the clowns. <laughs> Stop talking about the clowns, Betsy. <laughs> I, I, yeah, the graffiti not being washed off. I mean, I understand from a narrative standpoint, but it, surely that Oliver Button was a sissy should have been when the classmates were told. Then he sees it on the wall. Then he goes, performs, and then he comes back the next day and sees the scrawl has. Because I could believe that after 24 hours they might not get to it. But when you have a whole weekend. It's a whole weekend at least. Yeah. yeah. There's a certain amount of time there. And yeah. I I have mixed feelings about having the word sissy. Well, and that's our problem today, right? Because kids today don't really encounter that unless they look at old Warner Brother cartoons or old media for kids from the past. They'll hear it then. And even then, it won't have the bite necessarily. I mean, I'm sure there's some people who still use it, but it's it's an outdated term. They Oh, I'm sure there's other terms that they use. Oh, yeah. No, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. They use far worse terms. Worse terms. Yeah. yeah. Quite frankly. But. um, Yeah. But I do like. They're this... not going to call the book that. Right. I yeah. like. But I like the story. I like that you can teach kids that you don't have to, you know be like everyone else you can enjoy what you want to enjoy mm -hmm. and be happy and that is totally okay um so i gave it a seven. Oh, very nice very nice no it's interesting like um brian selznick i think it was uh who's an illustrator said that for him the point of the book is that when you are an artist and you are facing like you know bullying or just something harsh in your life a one reaction that many artists have is throwing yourself into your art. And this is sort of a, a book about coping in a large, to a large extent. Um, it was, you know, Tommy DePaulo, this was kind of a different style for him. He would go on to do a lot more of these realistic stories. It wasn't all Streganona. Um, but Oliver Button was sort of the first one that he did sort of in this style. Um, it's a limited color palette, but it's not one of those books where, and you'll see this fair amount where it's like, 
color, color picture, black and white, black and white picture, color, color picture, black and black and white. He manages to keep it color the entire way through. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it. I am a little thrown by the word sissy. It's a harder book to use these days. I think in the past it could have been used much more easily. Why and can't now, you use it? You can use it. It's just there's that fear that the kids will learn the term sissy from it. But like you say, there's so much worse terms that yeah. they use anyway. Yeah. So. And they yeah. probably learned that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Learning sissy, I mean. It's... Yeah, I know, right? It's like people who object to that and really object to that, I think, are unaware of what kids already know. Um, so I'm going to give it a six. It's not a high, high number, but, you know, I like it. I don't know in the pantheon of children's literature, I would put it much higher than that. But I think it has, it does what it does well. So I'm a six. So it's a classic. It's a classic. Good. There we go. I'm happy with that. Yeah. yeah. Good. I am content as well. Except for the clown. <laughs> Letters time. <laughs> First, I'm going to do something that is not a letter, uh, but is a kind of sad news. Oh. Uh, just to start us off. I know, I know we're in the happy part and here I am like, sad news time. Um <laughs> Remember we did, we're going on a bear hunt, mm-hmm. and then the people were like, hey, people are doing bear hunts all over? Uh-huh. Well, the sad news is that Michael Rosen is sick with the COVID-19. Oh. I know. So hopefully he recovers. Recover, Michael, please, because we would like you very much to do so. Um, otherwise, the last book that we did was Tell Me Again About the Night I Was Born by uh-huh. Jamie Lee Curtis, and you and I... I had a bit of a question about what the toothpaste could possibly read. Yeah, it was uh, F-A and then T. Right. Well, every single person, and there were many people, wrote in to say the same dang thing. They all said that it was clearly saying fabulous teeth. I think they it's, I think it's false teeth. False teeth would be fantastic. <laughs> I feel like that we were playing a game of categories. Uh, with the audience, and we lost. Like, we were like, fuh, no, fuh, no, 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 fat we, teeth. No, we won. No, I think we won because they all would have canceled each other out. Oh, that's true. In a game of categories. Exactly. We totally won. Yeah. And there was two of us. I got what you got, so yeah, okay. we won the game. Excellent. That's all I care. Grown-up things we like. Uh, well, uh, since we have been stuck inside for however long it's been now, I kind of lose track of days, weeks. Months. Months. Years. Years. Yep. Years. So I, instead of, you know, watching Hulu or Netflix all the time, I started playing a new game on the iPad. iPad. You remember Sims? Oh, jeez. Yeah. Well, there's Sims Free Play. So mm-hmm. if you want to play the Sims for free, there's an app for it. Well, this is a sim. You're not talking about Sim City. You're talking no, about like the Sims. The Sims. Oh yeah, in college, I made every single one of my friends a Sim, and then bad things happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I'm getting to live vicariously through them. Wow. Because they get to go outside. They get oh, to like interact with each other. Very clever. Do you know jobs that I wish oh, I good had? Old Sims. You know, like all sorts of fun things. Yeah. A little spinny thing above your head indicates yeah. that your mood is good because you've been playing Sims. Yeah. Excellent. So I recommend playing Sims Free Play, available on devices. Excellent. Like mine. That's horribly, <laughs> that's horribly tempting, and I will resist it, but, because I would like it. Um, my favorite thing came because I saw someone on Twitter mention this and, and show how to do it. I couldn't believe it. I And maybe you already know about this. Maybe you all already know about this, but are you familiar with the, uh, the Google 3D animal thing? What? So basically, you put an animal into Google. Say a cheetah. You just put in the word cheetah. 
And then you scroll down a little bit and it'll say, do you want the cheetah in 3D? And you say, why, yes, I would. And then what happens is, um, then the cheetah appears in your home uh, <gasps> through your phone and you can uh, sort of, I'm showing her pictures of my children with these. The animals move around that we did a panda. So you do this on your phone. Yeah, you do it on phone and then you can take pictures Wait, wait, you... wait, wait. So you're on your phone. Yes. You go to Google. Right. You type in an animal. Any animal. Well, yeah. not any animal. I tried fox and all I got was fox news. So, no, but you put in, it, you can look up the list of the animals if you want so, to. But you type in like octopus. Yes. Then and then it... you scroll down just a little bit and it'll say octopus in 3D. And then you say yes. And then you have to point it at the floor and then you have to kind of walk around to give it some 3D. And then it'll appear right so there. So it has, so it'll tap into your camera. Yeah, it does. It taps into your camera. This only works with some iPhones. There are some iPhones that it doesn't work with. But yeah, if you uh, if you want to have a good time making people think that people saw this picture of my kids with the octopus and were under the distinct impression that I got in a balloon or something. Yeah, I thought um, it was like a paper mache sort of thing or someone mailed yeah. you something. Yeah. No, no, no. It, it was swimming all around. The only problem is I wish they could do video. Um, I have if There might be a way, but I haven't been able to figure it out. So Interesting. Yeah, but it this is, is a fun way to kill time. Oh my gosh, inside. you can spend so long because if you go through the list of all the different animals, you can just test them out. My sole objection is the, the lion's mane does not look very realistic it looks like it's made out of cardboard but everything else the tiger is excellent it's very fantastic cool. so yeah okay you okay yours is better than mine this hooray week. first time for something that, yeah it's, it's a miracle well yours is like a fun short-term thing yeah. mine's a fun long-term thing there you go. that's a nice equalizing way to look at it okay all right and all right. that was a happy note yeah full of hope <laughs> The hope that you could make an octopus swim through your house. And the hope that you can live vicariously through fake creatures on your iPad. Hooray! <laughs> Virtual reality wins yet again over go, actual reality. I'm going to go be a firefighter now. Okay, sounds like a bad. <laughs> Until you do that, I've been Betsy. I'm Kate. Bye! Fuse 8 and Kate is a Fuse Number 8 production. You can reach us at FuseKate8 at gmail.com. You can follow our podcast on Twitter at Fuse underscore Kate. You can follow us on Instagram at Fuse8Kate. That's Fuse number 8Kate. Follow us on iTunes and rate our podcast if you're so inclined. Our music is by Haddon Kime, and our saucy cigarette girl is Drew Atienza. Fuse8 and Kate is the creation of Kate Ramsey and Betsy Byrne.